And by seafood, I mean everything from, well, from broiled lobster to fried halibut. Because if you like seafood, any seafood, you'll love it together with Petri California Sauterne. Fish and Petri Sauterne were made for each other. No kidding. Boy, I'll never in my life forget a broiled brook trout on the plate in front of me and a glass of well-chilled Petri Sauterne right next to it. Mm. That fish and that Sauterne. Mm. Petri Sauterne has a pale golden color that's really good to look at. And as for taste, well, that Petri flavor is really something. Take my word for it and try it, won't you? Oh, and I'll tell you something else. Try that Petri Sauterne with chicken sometime. <laughs> Look, I better stop before I get hungry all over again, but just remember this. The best friend a good meal ever had is a glass of Petri wine. And now let's keep our appointment with the good Dr. Watson. Come in, come in. Good evening, Doctor. Good evening, Mr. Bartell. Come over here and join me with a fire. I didn't think it was cold enough for a fire tonight, Doctor. Oh, I suppose it isn't really, but there was one late, so I just couldn't resist putting a match to it. <laughs> Fire's a good accompaniment to storytelling anyway. Oh, yes, my boy, a fire and a glass of port. Uh, care to join me in one? Thanks, Doctor. So, uh, you're going to tell us a sea story tonight? Yes, Mr. Bartell. The whole adventure took place aboard a small steamer as it plowed through the stormy seas of the Indian Ocean. Uh, here's your glass, my boy. Thanks. And uh, what were you and the great Sherlock Holmes doing on the Indian Ocean, may well, I ask? We're on our way to Calcutta to solve the case of the vanishing elephant of Pa Butipur. Oh, yes, the story you told us a few weeks ago. That's quite right, my boy. It's in the summer of 1894 that we left Liverpool aboard the steamship Lucifer. It wasn't a large ship, and as both the uh, Mediterranean and the Red Sea proved somewhat, shall we say, unfriendly... I may tell you, the first part of the voyage was quite unpleasant. In fact, until we left Aden, I'd spent most of the time in my cabin. I'm not much of a sailor, you know. However, as we headed eastward towards Colombo, the weather cleared up a bit, and I came on desk and joined Holmes. I remember on the second night out of Aden, we paced the decks together. The stars above us twinkled, the promise of a bright tomorrow. And the faint tinkle of a piano being played in the passenger lounge formed a perfect setting for an evening stroll. It only seems like yesterday, but Holmes said... Watson, it's good to see you on your feet again. Yes, it's good to be on them, Holmes. It's been a miserable trip for me so far. The captain told me tonight that we can expect good weather between here and Calabati, our next port of call. I thought Colombo was the next stop. And where is Calabati, whatever you call it, anyway? I never heard of the place. It's a tiny island in the Indian Ocean. It's a British protectorate. Those are the only facts I was able to glean from the encyclopedia and the oh, ship's did you library. Did ask the captain why we're stopping there? No, no, I didn't. Um, as we are traveling incognito, I felt it wiser not to ask too many questions. I find this incognito business something of a strain. Every time a steward calls me Mr. Hamish, I can't think who on earth he's talking to. Ah, whereas I find myself answering to Mr. Mycroft almost automatically. By the way, old chap... Now that you're going to mix with the ship's passengers, I suggest that you adopt a Scotch accent. It would seem more appropriate for a Mr. Hamish, and I don't want anyone aboard to suspect our true identities. Oh, I'll do my best, but I must say, Holmes, I think you're being unnecessarily mysterious. <laughs> Possibly I've been influenced by reading too many of your rather florid stories of our adventures together. My stories are not florid. They're all perfectly true. Oh, don't, don't be angry with me, old chap. Don't be angry, please. By the way, uh, we'll... Uh, you'll be interested to know that I've... Uh, unearthed a little mystery aboard this I'll boat. I trust you to do that. Where is she? I mean, what, what? is it? Oh. 
You observe that suite of cabins on the bridge deck above us? Yeah? What about them? Well, I've been watching them during uh, my nightly strolls for the past two weeks. The suite is occupied, and uh, yet the blinds are never raised. And I've never seen meals taken in there. I presume, therefore, that it must contain a private galley and a cook. I don't see anything mysterious about that. It's probably occupied by some wealthy invalid. Well, possibly, possibly. Another interesting fact is that the occupants are not... Uh, entered on the ship's passenger list. It all sounds very mysterious. There's probably a perfectly simple explanation for it. In any case, you must save your energies for the problem that awaits us in India. You're Mr. Mycroft now, remember that. I will, Mr. Hamish. Uh, Mr. Mycroft? Uh, yes, Mr. Hamish? Would you care to join me for a wee drop of brandy in the smoking room? <laughs> Mr. Hamish, I shall be delighted. Uh... 